Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And we and are back with... Nathan. And this time, a special guest... Katie. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. This is episode 85. Woot woot! Yay! Let all of the fireworks start now? Or... <sighs> and because there are four of us, there are four beers today. Rot Even row. better. Um... Hold on to your bootstraps. There was a theme when I started. It quickly went out the windy. That was amazing. Yeah, it was loud. That was all the beer that we have just sitting around in an ice bucket. It started with the theme that when it went out the window is because it's over 90 degrees today. Mm-hmm. That is true. 93. Can I just say summer is the worst? No, you may not. After the winter we had, I don't oh, believe God, it. God, it was such a glorious winter. I remember that it was so cold. It was so cold. I was sitting at like my television and the my windows are not particularly secure and I could just ah. feel the cold coming through and I was in such terrible, terrible shape and I stood I, I was sitting there thinking, at least it's not summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've never been that cold in my life. Like I was out at restaurants and I was frigid because even their like their heating couldn't keep up with how cold it was. Now, and I just they're... kept thinking not 95 degrees. If there is a mental picture that would go with this, so Ian lives in an older apartment building, so they're huge, tall windows. And I did get home once, um, I don't know, we were out to dinner or something, and he had a female roommate at the time. And I walk in, and she is standing up on the ledge of the windows, and I'm like, Alex, what are you doing up there? And she said, I can't take it anymore, Shannon. And she has like, a huge bag of cotton balls and she's just stuffing cotton balls into all of the places where the cold air is coming through the window. Well, and I one-upped her. I, it was so cold that I went and got like a sheet, like a bed sheet and a hammer yeah. and nails and hammered it over the windows because I could feel the cold air just blasting through as I'm sitting on the couch and like freezing half of my face. I'm pretty sure cotton balls are thicker than a sheet. <laughs> the cotton balls were I'm, already I'm, there. I'm, I'm imagining, I'm imagining so. where you live is like a lean-to or a tent <laughs> or some sort of rustic cabin. Which it's not at all. Yeah. Uh, it just felt that way. And still, I prefer that to this. I disagree because I Because you know what I could do then? I could put a sheet over my window <laughs> to stop the wind. I cannot stop this oppressive... Thick, soupy humidity and heat. I slept on your couch a couple times that winter, and I just remember waking up and being dripped on in the face because he's got these overhead... Well, at least it was warm. <laughs> he's got these overhead big uh, pipes that put all of the heat into the I entire... I have a basement apartment, so the uh, all the the radiator pipes are running through my ceiling, mm. which would be... And the else's. leak is right over the couch. So as I'm, like, sleeping on the couch, I just remember waking up to, like... Oh, it was... Chinese water torture. Yes! That is the best way you could possibly put it. But it was warm. Ian, what are we drinking? This is actually very pleasant, I think. Mm-hmm. This is a, a Belgian-style farmhouse ale from Southern Tier. It's brewed with maple syrup. It's called Grand Arbor. I did and, not uh, know if you would warm up to Belgian farmhouse, but I love Southern Tier, and I drink mostly their dark stuff, so I wanted to see what else they could do. I gotta say, I'm, I'm pretty pleased here. It's uh, also coming in at 8%. I love that. I actually uh, took that into account before very, I bought it. A very unique um, bottle art for Southern Tier. I feel like most of their yep. labels are exactly the same with just a different mm-hmm. word and whatever that name is. They're pretty, pretty industrial. Yeah, and this is uh, it's this beautiful tree. And it almost looks like it should be a collaboration ale. 
uh, that they made with somebody else, and that's why the label looks so nice. But it's not. It's just a... Uh, I like that Katie says, oh, you know, it's really unique. And Nathan says, eh, kind of industrial and very cookie cutter. <laughs> I, I like it's it. It's modern. Party. I like the modern look. Yeah. I think the beer is fantastic. Yeah, that's what matters. We can all agree on that. I love Farmhouse in the summer. I know you do. Uh, that's part of the reason I started off with this one. I thought it's also going to be amongst the more mild flavors that we're having tonight. Mm-hmm. I was torn between this or our next one, which is the Pineapple Pale Ale. Mm. Uh, so this will be a second take on the uh, the dull pineapple juice that we had probably well, about a year ago. And I bought this one because the beer buyer for Wegmans, we were having the conversation, and I said, oh, well, I've been out to Rivertown, and I thought that the pineapple was really neat. Mm. And then when they made it into a cocktail, it was even better. And he's like, oh, well, if you liked that one, you should try this one. And he said it has more of the hop balance and everything, so that's why Tastes I Tastes a little more like beer? Yes. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that was a delicious can of fruit juice, really. Um, Five, 5% fruit juice. The Rivertown juice. one, yeah. It just happened to be alcoholic. Uh, but I quite liked it. I wouldn't drink it. I wouldn't have, like, a keg of it, necessarily. Maybe I would. I don't know. I would totally get it for, a, like, a outdoor warm party when I was mixing. Mm. Yeah. I would do that before the lining kugels you got last summer. And I think, yeah, I would, too. Seriously, you bought that? You were there for that. You were there. I, re- I totally don't remember. remember it. No, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> she had like half a keg of flower power that day. By myself. It yep. was wonderful. I remember yep. like the first half of it. Yeah. Look, I only bought that line in Google for all the friends that we have that I thought wouldn't appreciate good beer. And apparently uh, okay. there were a lot something, fewer of those than I had so, anticipated. So something, something, least common denominator. Yes. Yeah, it was okay. also like uh-huh. a hot summer. It was July 4th, right? Yeah, it was, so you hated it. Was it. It was hot. You hated no, it. I kid you Day? not. Yeah. We, we were standing <laughs> Far too warm. in the beer shop. <laughs> and A, I appreciate that they judged him for it because I knew it wasn't my decision. And B, as I'm sitting there, like you trying, agreed with me though, trying to argue with him, he like leans over and he goes, "There's so many girls coming. Like the girls I invited don't drink beer." Well, yeah, it wasn't like oh my typical um, party or like the usual friends I get together with. I was like, I'm inviting 50 people over, and mm-hmm. a lot of them don't drink beer. And if they don't, this is a beer that they might enjoy. Well, yeah. don't worry, I drank half your flower power independently so yeah, I, well, that was we, down we had no issue getting rid of those other yes. two <laughs> yeah the, the flower power and the, and the merry monks, merry monks was was yeah i was going out to throw a barbecue or what <laughs> i was yeah. i was on the merry monks and that, that, that i got the worst smooth. lecture ever the next day from my physical therapist because it was right after my knee surgery right yeah and you were on your foot for like ever yeah and i wasn't even drinking because i knew that with my pain meds that wasn't a good idea but it had nothing to do with the alcohol and everything to do with all of the physical activity and the lifting and the yeah no, that was probably not great timing, but like way to blow out your ACL at a poor time. <laughs> yeah, you should have planned better. Yeah. You can do that in the winter when you can post up, watch TV. I, okay, truthfully, I have only ever had four knee surgeries. Oh, I've had zero. Oh, only four? Yeah, I'm, I'm running a zero now too. Yeah. Katie, how I'm many? at zero. Zero. Oh, okay, all right. Well, they I were think, all in the wow. summer. I had every single surgery in the summer. You should probably stop playing soccer. Now you sound like my husband. Well, I don't know. It's like, hey, doctor, every time I do this, it really hurts. I don't know. Stop doing it. Anyway, this beer is delicious. Can we discuss what we like about it? Or am I the only one who likes it? A few few comments that came to mind. I think it hides the alcohol really well. Yes. Agree. I don't. I I can see this being like a a 5-3. Yeah, I'm I'm smelling 
and tasting more like a like a five or a six. Yeah, it's not very boozy. Mm -mm. I find it very refreshing. Mm -hmm. Like I could definitely drink these. That's why I love saisons. Yeah. I yes, think but, they're perfect. But, but you know, I'm not a big fan of all saisons. But I like this one. It's got um, it's a little more light. Yeah. I would kind of put this on par with Dupont, um, which is hands down my favorite. But of the, the price DuPont, difference for yeah. Saison Dupont versus this sure, is Sure, and I, I still prefer the Saison Dupont, to be perfectly frank. Uh, but this is very nice, very uh, very flavorful. I think it's I less sweet than the Dupont. It's less crisp, I would say, too. Like a Saison Dupont is like when I come in on a hot day and like I've been working all day and I'm parched. I want to say it's on Dupont because mm. it's just it's so crisp and clean. Well, can I rewind for a hot second? For everyone, I didn't say I was like working in the yard on a hot day. I was gonna say for everyone. I know where you were going with that. <laughs> Physical labor? No. Okay. But you know, right. last summer I was working Cirque du Soleil and I worked in a tent that was well, stuffy and humid, and I think it was like the hottest summer we've ever had. It was 200 degrees. So every all day. the all the exertion of just like existing, of just standing, like standing just around, standing oh, in heat. Yeah. Have you seen his hair? Like it's got to be 10 degrees I hotter. It's a black it's, suit. It's magnificent. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, I don't get a lot of maple. You know, yeah. I can get a little bit of it, but I'm glad there's not maple more. Maple syrup, rather. Yes. Yeah. At most, on the exhale, just sort of at the base of my nose, if that makes any sense. But mm -hmm. I don't like maple syrup, so I am happy not to taste that. <laughs> I love maple syrup. Part the of the finish, reason I like the life and limb so much. The, the finish is remarkably dry, especially for something that has maple in it. And... Um, Usually the maple leaves kind of an overwhelming kind of like linger from beginning to end of the taste. And I'm not really getting that here. It's nice. It's subtle. I'm going to say good job, Southern Tier, which was truly our first foray into beer dinners. Mm -hmm. um, we tried really hard to get a ticket to a Southern Tier beer dinner at Victoria, Victoria. Gastro Pub. And could the wait list and everything. Yeah, we were on the wait list and I kept calling and it like never happened. And that made me really sad. So on the night that it was supposed to happen, I drove up to Ian's apartment from DC and decided that I would make my own Southern Tier beer dinner. And I got like five different Southern Tier beers and I just cooked for him and me and his roommates. And we all sat there and had a great old time. Uh, but for that one, talk about like not being very good at what you're doing just yet each <laughs> each food had its own pairing so like the steak that was mm. wrapped in bacon and had the blue cheese had this beer and then the side dish had this beer and, like, <laughs> well, when you're only cooking for three you're not going to necessarily do like a six course meal so it makes a little more sense but but that's how much missing the southern tier beer dinner meant to me and this i could totally use to balance out some of their other more strong and intense flavors mm. and again they normally you know, knock it out of the park with their, uh, their darker flavors. Uh, and sometimes I would even say that they're a little overwhelming, a little too sweet, a little creme too... Brulee. Like creme brulee is just they're, like... I think, it's a, I think it tastes like a nice creme brulee, but it, I don't want more than <laughs> it's, it's four ounces of it. It's probably a great beer to, like, bake with. Or sure, like, to, like make like, a rum cake or something oh with it. Mm. That would be amazing, yeah. Um, but they're, they're known for their extreme flavors, and I don't get that here. No, this is just like a really well-crafted beer mm -hmm. that also happens to be 8% lovely. Well, like their IPAs <laughs> are very that. focused, too. Yeah, and I, and I don't love them. Like, they're 2X IPA. Yeah. It's, for me, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's, they're, they're, I'll drink it. They're I'm exactly all... what you expect it to taste like, though. There's not a lot of... Different, right? It's a southern it. tier it's IPA. Not, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, you guys made a great IPA. But it's that's yeah. exactly but what it is. Not, it's a great IPA. You didn't make a fantastic IPA. You right. made an IPA that yeah. 
it's not very complex. It's very basic. Yeah, it's a, a kind of a generic idea. Mm-hmm. So this is the but very well done discussion that I got into yesterday with the buyer at Wegmans. So I was over on my lunch break. I was trying to hide once I saw him because I had big black voodoo daddy, which we will have here in a little bit. Um, I had the big gruesome from Springhouse, and I had a six pack of Lining Poodle Summer Shandy. And I didn't want him to see me buying this because it was Jason had a rough day and he mowed our acre and a half lawn and he needed that seems like a really you know a whole acre. Anyway, as I was checking out, uh, Wegmans has a hundred percent proofing policy, and I could not get my ID out of my wallet. And the problem is that for so long I lived so many places that I had like three or four IDs in my wallet at any one time. And I got rid of them all, so I only have one now. And it, like, has created such a dent in the wallet that I could not. So it took me so long to get it out that he came around the corner and was like, Shannon? And I felt like I was caught red-handed. Like, it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. But uh, as we were talking, we were talking about what sells for him and what doesn't. And that same idea came up of what doesn't sell for him is the really good examples of, like, well-known beers because really Mm. solid examples don't sell in a culture that's always looking for the next big thing right yep um something he wanted me to buy that i will probably get a six-pack of in the next week or two duclaw has a blueberry wheat called dufunk that is apparently not sour sour. no no because i asked specifically because i know how you feel about sours But he said it is just the most well-balanced fruit beer for a guy who hates fruit beers. Mm. Um, that was on the docket for maybe today, but well, I. Well, the only that blueberries I ever liked was my blueberry nightmare. And I discussed that with him as well. Oh, wonderful! So, yeah. Has he had it? Uh, he has not. Okay. But Shipyard has an interesting. That's in- it's Sea Dog. Sea Dog is it's it? Sea Dog blueberry wheat. That's what I was gonna say. They also have a peach. It's really Project good. Green. Then they actually have a they have a I think it's called the four X series. It's like an imperial uh-huh. um, aged version of the same beers. Those are pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, like an aged fruit beer. It's interesting. It's a beautiful well, brewery too. Yeah, is it? Portland, is Maine. It? Beautiful, right on the coast. Yeah. You know what else is We're in Portland, to get up Maine? To Maine? Allagash. Oh, we also goodness. have been there twice. Okay, and <laughs> side story commenced now. Go. Um, we went to Allagash. Um, yeah. What? So, <laughs> so when, when when we went there, one of the times we went there, they were under construction. What I one of the remarkable things about Allagash. Did you help build Allagash? Yes, I did. With our dollars, I moved, <laughs> I moved sand and debris on my feet to try to build up the, you know, incrementally. Um, You're so green. I love that. Thanks. Tell them the best part about when um, they give you the samples. Oh, um, they give you like three to four samples of high proof beers before they walk you around. And we're talking like maybe like eight ounce pours. They were nice. Uh, so, what did but, this cost? Zero dollars. Uh, free. <gasps> yeah. So absolutely free. Pretty magical. So you just but, have to get so, to man. So, so, and, hang on, it's yeah. right next to the main beer company too, in the exact yes, same corporate it's in, center. It's in the same industrial park. And shipyard slash Sea Dog is maybe what ten minutes down the road. Yeah, ten fifteen. Yeah, that's great. We need like magical. four days in Maine. How do we feel about the term high gravity? I'm not with Meaning Berlin right now, so I refuse. Yeah. No, but that's different. I know. That's that's my issue with it, I guess. Okay. Uh, so speaking of 100% proofing policies, I was recently in Nashville uh, like three days ago, and I feel... Well, I know for a fact that they've had, they had like a vice squad tear through their city about a decade ago and like just like pretty much arrested and shut down everybody um, for different things 
going from like underage sales of alcohol to prostitution and stuff like that. Uh, it's the Country Music Hall of Fame. How can you have bad things there? <laughs> uh, country music? Yeah. I mean, that already is one thing. Oh. Point being, um, their oh. beer selection was actually fairly decent. Beer-wise. Beer-wise, way better. Whoa. Mm. There was actually a brewery in the town called Yazoo. Uh, they made three, well, three beers that I saw and or had. They had an IPA, they had a Hefeweizen, <clears throat> and they had a pale ale, I want to say. You know, those are, local town breweries are always fun, even if they're just kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're uh, always kind and, like, of exciting. And, like, they had some pretty solid beers. They weren't, you know, I wasn't blown away by any of mm. them. The Hefeweizen... Maybe I was just too hungover and it was too early and I was eating too much barbecue, but I was kind of like, eh. There were so many twos in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so many O's in your twos in that sentence. Um, but a lot of their places had like a special menu section that was like high gravity beers. Hmm. And what they meant was potent. Yeah. What they meant was like basically over 6%, which really? reminds me of the, uh, uh, the Utah Brewing Company. Um, we featured them a couple times. We sure did, and Utah had laws against right. Like, but then they have the the Epic Brewing. Is it Epic Brewing? Yeah. If you say so. I think it's Epic. You just um, had an epiphany in front of my eyes. I'm sure it's real. <clears throat> but they have like their special selection, and they were like the first ones to be brewing above their 4.2 percent laws yeah. or whatever. So, Lots of know. states are. Still going through that. I mean, that what you're describing could be a vestige of. Sure, it Tennessee's could just be Tennessee being like, mm -hmm. well, you can drink moonshine, but you can't drink <laughs> beer above a certain percentage. So I. Or maybe that's why they brewed moonshine. This is my <laughs> real life. Because the beer was too sounding right. way more Weak. boring than it ought. But uh, <laughs> I, so I had a rather lengthy meeting with a banker today. Mm, lovely. Um. <laughs> While he you're talking, yeah. I'm going to make some noise over here and pour some beer. <laughs> okay. Um, we started with a 10 minutes of banking conversation, segued quickly as I gave him a dashing rogue flyer into beer conversation. And then as we were discussing how great the um, scotch selection is in Total Wine in Delaware, it got into a scotch conversation. And he said, you know, I really have never liked whiskey. I have only just begun to like scotch. And I was like, awesome. How do you feel about bourbon? And he's like, I've never really had any bourbon. And I was really surprised. I don't know why people don't like bourbon. Well, and he didn't say he didn't like bourbon. <laughs> Merely that. And I, I mean, I do know. I don't really, I don't really mean that. But from what we learned, whiskey, scotch, and bourbon all start exactly the same way. They all pretty much finish the same way, too. It's a matter of how they're aged and what they're right. you know, maturing. Right, and for how in. long. And so I, w I went to the Jack Daniels Distillery while I was down in... Uh, that was my intentional segue. Down Did in that Nashville. work? Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> and we got to tour their facility, and we saw you know their, their tanks and their barreling <clears throat> rooms and all sorts of stuff. And basically, what I actually learned afterwards, and I almost wanted to ask a question, and I was like, so... Why is what you distill not bourbon? Because it's, it's Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. Uh, and pretty much they're the only place that is Tennessee whiskey. Like because there is, they're in Tennessee and not like Kentucky? Or? No, it, it's basically, it is bourbon. But they just choose to set themselves apart with the demarcation of it's Tennessee whiskey. 
And like Tennessee whiskey is basically bourbon. How it often is. do you drink Jack Daniels? Not often, actually. And that was... I don't know that I've ever seen you drink Jack Daniels. No. Um, I've had like the Gentleman Jack and they have single barrel uh, mm-hmm. stuff and like that stuff's good. But like Jack, Jack Daniels number seven, it's a fine mixing whiskey and it's okay on its own, but I'm not going to just order like a glass of that neat. If I may re-segue, what are we drinking now? Because it Oh, this is, is the pineapple pale ale from, uh, who did we say this was? Springhouse. Springhouse, yes. Uh, and it's the it's called the Robot Surf Factory. Because naturally, there's lots of those in Lancaster. What's the ABV? That's an excellent question. What do we all think of it? I know you smelled it and kind of went, Mwah. It doesn't taste like pineapple. It's not overwhelming, but I can get it. It's there. It's just not. It's nothing like the uh, Rivertown pineapple. Mm. Okay. The the smell is a little bit syrupy. I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. Yeah. It's a little bitter. Yeah. And almost... Um, Which for a pale ale makes sense. Yeah, but there's almost like a confection under that. Yeah. Uh, like a cookie or... The, the mouthfeel is very light. And you get the pineapple, just a hint of it at the very end of the taste. At least that's what I'm experiencing. Have you guys had Springhouse before? Well, I mean, you and I have. I well, assume you're asking yeah. the other no, two. No, I meant, I meant the... Which is fine. I don't think so, actually. I don't believe so, either. Well, if you're ever up for a short trip that is not quite as glamorous as Maine, uh, it's out in Lancaster. And, again, sort of like Southern Tier, they're known for being kind of awesome with their dark stuff. Yeah. Um, we mentioned them, I think, last week, actually, on the podcast. Or and I bought their before. Big Gruesome this week. I just didn't think that this 94-degree day was right for a chocolate peanut butter stout. No. We do have chocolate peanut butter pie. What? So it actually would have been great for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we can have that and just not tell the podcast listeners about <laughs> That's it. That's true. <laughs> to answer your question, it's a 5.8. And it's uh, rated 82 on Beer Advocate, unlike the Big Gruesome, which is actually rated 92. So I was going to say, oh, I think that they, the other beers from them I've had, uh, their mint chocolate and their uh, chocolate peanut butter, are way better than this one. And there's one, I think, also called Little Gruesome that is chocolate, peanut butter, and jelly stout. Yes. Interesting. That's. I don't like jelly. Mm-hmm. And I still, I enjoyed about three sips. And that's all I needed. Like, I was mm-hmm. sharing it with a friend. Well, it's kind of like having a Jelly Belly Jelly Bean sometimes, where you're like, yes, this tastes exactly like that. I don't happen to like caramel popcorn or whatever it is. Right, but it tastes like Especially not in jelly bean, gelatin Uh fashion. But, well done. (laughs) And it's like, yes, these first three sips taste exactly like chocolate peanut butter and jelly. But I don't want to drink that. I don't enjoy these flavors, though. (laughs) I don't know. I think this is very drinkable, though. I don't think it's spectacular. I think it's pretty much suited for summer as well as a saison, but in an entirely different way on the palate, if that makes sense. Yeah. I really don't like how it finishes. No, it's kind of eh. I think it's like the a completely pineapple, different flavor, and yes. it like I keep thinking more like red grapefruit than pineapple when I taste it. I guess I'm really getting like a sugar cookie out of it, like just on the very back end of it. This baby tomato is gonna take another sip and then tell you what I think. It's almost on that that exhale, but if you keep your mouth closed, breathe out through your <clears throat> nose. I get this very like bland, sweet. 
But it's not pineapple there. No. Mm -mm. And that's the problem. It's not even like old pineapple that's fermented a little bit. Yeah. Which is only funny because that's exactly what I thought it tasted like. (laughs) In terms of if there is a pineapple in there, it's more like an old slightly tangy when you take a bite. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, ah, oh, this is maybe a little past its prime, but it's pineapple. It's and like, worst case scenario, maybe I'll get a little drunk from eating it. I think this would be great That's if you put pineapple I... ice cream in it, though. That's how Is that a pineapple sorbet? I'm sure they make it somewhere. But hey. you have to realize I love to put all ice cream in beer. Floats are my favorite thing. I do like a nice Guinness float. Which is only Delicious. awesome because I, when she showed up tonight and I'm like, oh, we're making kebab, she goes, they're my favorite thing. I do love those. So if I make you kebabs and then finish it with floats, we're oh, like, I'm in. We're just like yes. put ice cream on top of the kebab. Well, and it's then you got. Be good, right? I mean, I do like you know a nice beer. I do like stouts best. I like left hand milk stout the most with vanilla ice cream. Oh, last time you were no, here, no, I like it with ice cream. IPA. Listen, okay. I love it. With, I love IPAs it's with ice cream. But I mean, for floats, I love a nice stout, especially something that's thicker. I like to do some vanilla yeah. ice cream and put a little bit of Jameson on the top. Ooh, That's how I do. A float with your float. Ooh. So when you went to Zara, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to hear her clanging around the bar waiting to find out what she can find. Nice. I found some Kahlua. I found some Baileys. I found some ice cream. We're in business. And a half of Bison, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Ugh. That's a joke only beer people would get. I'm sure there's pineapple ice cream. I'm still stuck on that one. <laughs> I will I'm say, sure there's pineapple sorbet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I believe that, but I really want there to be ice cream because I like the cream. I, I thought there would be a vanilla ice cream with pineapple chunks in it. That I could get. That could be real nice. Almost like a. I mean, I have had a pineapple cream scoop. Honeysuckle flavored gelato at oh. Capo Giro, and it was <laughs> outstanding. She seemed displeased. I don't like honeysuckle. Well, that's your own failure. It's not my fault. <laughs> I agree. Are you a communist? Don't think that honeysuckle equates Clue? to communism. <laughs> but communism was just a red herring. Have you, have you been I in don't the think conservatory it has anything to do with that. Have you seen Colonel? I have Mr. two huge honeysuckle bushes out back, and Jason was walking back there because that's almost exactly where I planted my mint and my basil. And he was going to check on the mint and the basil, and he's like, "Something smells amazing." I was like, "It's <laughs> called honeysuckle." So he went over and I was like, you should taste it. And he Did goes, you teach him how to eat them? What do you mean taste it? I was like, pluck the flower, eat the stamen. He goes, I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> Come here, I'll so, show you. <laughs> well, I, I used two metaphors that I'm not sure helped. I was like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Um, I said, well, think a little Willy Wonka when he's like, you know, eating the, you know, <laughs> Is that the wrong way to go about it? Okay. Yeah, no, that's... Anyway, yeah. Don't, don't, sure. start, don't start with kids. <laughs> why don't you just show him rather than tell? I'm, I don't remember why. I was very comfortable on the porch. Uh, and the second thing... Clearly. I, yeah. um, <laughs> Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> the saffron. I was like, no, you have to eat the part that's the same as the saffron. It's, he doesn't have a clue what saffron is. No, I mean, I don't even know what that means. And I know yeah, neither do I. Is. It's the, the yeah, stamen. You're eating the stamen right. of the... Yeah, that's what the sweet part of the honey is. Well, you got to like... You got to pinch the bottom and pull it through the flower. Mm-hmm. And then that collects all the honey. And then you just... Also, I have local honey on the comb in my pantry. So why get your hands dirty? Well, we all know I never like to get my hands dirty. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to make it relatable so you'd understand. You think honey off a comb is not dirty? Good God. 
There's probably still bees floating in it, for God's sake. I want you to be a mud beggar so hard when you grow up. Why would I ever be that? I don't even know what that means in real life. <laughs> <laughs> probably because it doesn't mean anything in real life. Also, why would I ever be in the mud? Because it rained in the winter. Ooh. I think that's called snow, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Mr. I don't know. Professor? I had to drink that one pretty fast because I really didn't like it that much. You know, it just wasn't. It wasn't really good. It wasn't um, bad, but it wasn't good. You know, like for for a beer that prominently on its label says it's it's a pineapple beer. Uh, if you didn't tell me you had pineapple in it, I yeah wouldn't even exactly I wouldn't even say like pineapple or like even just pale ale is hardly yeah. comes across. That, that's the, the biggest crime for a beer that has any sort of fruit in See, it. See, I do think it's flavor. right. It's Definitely. like, mm-hmm. don't tell me that you're something and, like, did you try this before you named it? Mm-hmm. I think it's a very mild pale ale. Mm-hmm. I think pale ale is probably the best thing you could say about it, but best as in most accurate, not best as in, anyway. That's fair. Nathan, are, are you baby tomatoing with me? Are we catching up together? You guys sure are baby tomatoing. It'll be a baby tomato one-off. Whichever no, one of you finishes last so isn't allowed to talk Get anymore. Get on our level. <laughs> oh, you're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just Goodbye. Got voted off. Goodbye. No, you weren't voted off. You lost the competition. <gasps> we should start having competitions. It's impartial. It's objective. What's that um, part in the interruption, I think? It's a sports TV show, so maybe you wouldn't know it. I only know it because it's one of my pet peeves at bars, is they will show sports things with no sound, where it's just talking heads. Yes. And this is definitely one of them. And they have like three or four commentators. And at some point, they will just get like their color photo becomes black and white. And like it no longer moves. Whereas like before, it's their photo and it's like their face and they're, they're actively engaging. And then it just like goes black and white and it's frozen. And they're out. So I think that would be an interesting thing to throw into a podcast. <laughs> just be like, ah, we all really disagree with you. You're frozen out for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> As long as I still get to drink the beer, yeah, I might course. be okay with this. I'm just, I'm hesitant to enact this because I'm fairly certain that I would be the one most often <laughs> out. So the last beer we had from Elysian was their peppercorn triple. triple. Which I think we were drinking in a hotel. We sure were. It was breakfast in bed week. Breakfast in bed. Classy. Only for you, though. I love that Ian shows up to like the 17th floor of the Hilton Hotel and he's had, carrying like the like sketchy I think I had box. Like a beer box. Yeah. Like a like a case of beer box with like three or four of the hand blown we glass. Our our glasses that we were going to drink from. I don't think I had any ice. No. I was what, probably wearing a suit though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah. Because I really want to she talk, about, to talk this. about this. I love this. She loves it. It's, why don't you tell us what it is that I can talk well, about? Well, yeah, I was going to say, we, yeah. we don't know what you love yet. Right. Except that it's from Elysian. Uh, and their last one was a triple peppercorn, which we, did, which we liked. Uh, this is their Avatar Jasmine IPA. It is unfiltered, and flower dust may settle over time. So it does say to uh, pour carefully. So if you get some flour dust careful? in there, I was not careful. I only read that after the fact. You were reckless when I you was, poured. I was great. I have man. no flour dust. Well, what am I supposed to do maybe now? You don't want Smell my dust. flour, Katie. Whoa. Cool. And then lick her stain. <laughs> 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 this is a six point three percent IPA. Uh, they are out of Denver, Colorado. 
Six three. Uh, that's like just a straight up IPA. We're not overdoing like it nothing. for once. I haven't had one like that in a really long time. Wait, this is this is 2014. Why isn't it like a quadruple IPA? Yeah. Because it has jasmine Bourbon in it. Bourbonage that punches you in the face. Speaking of the jasmine, I really, really, really like the jasmine in here. I never would have thought of putting these two together, but I really like it. Ian. I don't smell any Reach jasmine? across the room and punch him in the face. He just asked for it. Did he? What did he say? <laughs> he said I wanted to punch me in the face. Oh. What if I just punched him in the nuts? No. Just There's a statement. So more accessible <laughs> right now. It's, it's pretty The way available. he's sitting. <laughs> I, um, it really does taste like jasmine... Um, like if you were like to think of it, yes, like a nice, place. yes, that's what I get. I feel like if you were to mix the tea with an IPA, but it's not even very like hot forward. It's not super floral, really. The floral is just all balanced. jasmine. Yes, it's very balanced. Hmm. Gentlemen, this is how the females feel about it. How do the guys I feel like about it? I like it. You're not a guy. No, I think it's that's a, clear. Um, I think it's a very refined beer. It kind of reminds me of the first one we had this evening. Subtle, balanced. Um, I, if, again, if I drank this blind, I wouldn't say, oh, this tastes like jasmine because I probably wouldn't call that flavor out of thin air. I would. I think I would. Yeah? I drink a lot of tea though. So that could be a lot of it. It's also in a lot of like ladies perfumes and shampoos and stuff. It's a common smell. Again, I'm just saying that the way that our sexes perceive things. It is florally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way. But it's not like, oh, potpourri, that's a, no. a commingling of a lot of flowers. I think it really is clearly jasmine. But it's all jasmine, though. You don't really seem to taste any other flavors besides that. There's not a lot. You know, like sometimes with an IPA, yeah, if you no get citrus, other flavors. No others, yes, no... it's only jasmine. There's no other floral and undertones. There's, there's a bitter finish, but not a, oh, well, this is I was a say, cascade like, finish. Or where you were saying it. you wouldn't pick out jasmine out of it, I almost don't even pick out IPA out of it until that mm. last bitter finish. Yeah. Um, I mean, but so that, like the first sip, because jasmine I kind of associate with a smoother, sweeter flavor, and I kind of get that. Softer. Yeah. More. S- Maybe so like a, a nice lotion. See, I associate jasmine with Aladdin, but that's just me. So if you, if you want to... But um, ching. Frozen out. You have to pay <laughs> Disney now. Your fault. Well, do you want to build a snowman? Because you love winter so much. <laughs> With her, I would. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, so, Nathan, say something redeeming, well, please. If you, if you wanted to get brewing nerd about this, the fact that you can really only smell the jasmine tells us that they probably added jasmine in the last like 15 minutes of the uh, the boiling. I have to say, I think you taste the jasmine mm-hmm. more in your first couple of sips, less as you continue. Yeah. So well, you get a lot of hop I, in the flavor and a lot of jasmine in the scent. See, I I'm also get it around. in the exhale. I don't get, I hardly get any jasmine in the scent. Mm-hmm. Like I. Honey, your ladies must not wear enough jasmine. Can I get you some like Bath and Body Works? Maybe, his, maybe his ladies wear hops because those, those are the right kind of ladies. I, I do have hop chapstick. Thank you, Sierra Nevada. A little bit of Cascade, lead me down a dark path. My favorite. Ooh. Nope, Citra. He oh. would get all weak in the knees for a little Citra lip gloss. The things I would do. Oh, how long has it been since we brewed with Berlin? I have a six pack of Citra IPA. It's been like four days. <laughs> Not very long. Uh, I think it's been. I like, think he said wait like two he weeks. He said though. two weeks. I think it's been like ten or eleven days. All right. Well, we mm. should wait maybe a few more days. Oh. Is it in? Uh, is well, it in, maybe we could open one to see. Is it in? Ready. Is it in secondary yet? Yes. Yes. Bottle condition. Yes. Bottle. Nice. 
Only right now he's like driving to work screaming at us in the in yeah. the radio saying, uh, he, "No, guys, he, no." He uh, bottled a six pack for us, and the day of that, the day that we were there, he was like, "I don't think it's ready," but then it was ready. It had like just happened, um, and so I don't. It know. wasn't last Friday because you were in Nashville. It was a Friday before, and right. now it's so Tuesday, it's so it's weeks. close. Um, so the bottles Katie, are probably if you're a good girl, close. we'll open some Citra IPA. Yes, I'll be very well behaved, mostly. I have I a guest room. I don't. I don't believe you. <laughs> he would know. I guess I'm a little disappointed that so far, based on what we've had. I bought the pineapple pale ale because of a recommendation of a guy Mm -hmm. who's a beer buyer. Now, we've had lots of long conversations about beer, and I don't feel like his tastes are particularly radical. So I did trust what he had to say. Necessarily different from yours. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that was definitely my least favorite. But I agree. The jasmine on this is nice. The balance on this is nice. But it doesn't strike me as IPA. A little more pale ale, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, it still does have it's that bitterness. Bitter. It's you know, it's clearly not a lager. It's, you know. And though it says unfiltered, I'm going to say as I hold it up, it's still pretty clear. Well, but that could you be only the got style. one pour of four from a single bottle. Sure. So, and I did not pour carefully. So what we've learned tonight is that you're very reckless. <laughs> we yes. learned that tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 85. Life lessons come this out. This guy, reckless. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I, so I would say, I, I guess I don't quite know how to phrase it, but the, the subtlety and it's, it's well blended uh, with the jasmine, I think. And it, it kind of reminds me of that very Asian, subtle uh, influence, I guess. Sure, no, that makes Where sense. Where it's, you know, we were talking about like teas and such, which I mm-hmm. associate predominantly with either the English, but with like a jasmine tea, it would be much more of an Asian uh, thing in my brain so I don't know I think they did that well also their label kind of to me denotes some sort of Asian background uh, I just wonder what the avatar means necessarily hmm. what did avatar mean before the movie avatar is um, that thing that I have on Wii when I play yes that is an avatar uh, in many other aspects it's kind of like the the earthbound version of a god would be its avatar. Um, or you could almost say, I think, like somebody's proxy in a fight. So in Game of Thrones, for instance, they're not really your avatar, but it's close. Uh, when you have somebody fight for you, say, uh, Oberyn. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. I was going to say, like... Oh. I was going to be more vague about it, but when you're in a trial by combat, if you don't want to be the one fighting, you right, could name you an avatar. Be, if you're, you know let's say, a woman in a society that doesn't allow women to fight, then you... That's a terrible society. Your champion, basically, is your avatar. Champion is so much more noble, though. Well, that's just because you don't know what avatar means. <laughs> Not untrue. I think avatar is a very strong-sounding word. I've learned... I, I've met enough of his lady friends that I've learned at least a half a dozen ways to say, <laughs> Ian, you're right, friends. without ever saying, Ian, you're right. It's been really refreshing. This is a statement that could be considered truth among certain company. <laughs> anyway, that's why I have a whiteboard. I don't know about the rest of you. I just get a lot of check marks, but no actual recognition. Katie, I like this you're beer. a teacher. Gold stars? Do you have those to pass out? I, uh, I'm pretty sure that Ian gets straight B minuses. 
I think I'm oh. going to kill you in your sleep. That's hurtful. Now she'll never <laughs> stay over. Look what you did. <laughs> it's all right. No, I, I actually really enjoy this beer. I don't like it as an IPA. I don't like it as a jasmine beer. I like it as, as just a beer. I would drink mm-hmm. So if you were at one of your favorite bars and you said to the bartender, bring me something, mm-hmm. and, and they this showed me up. This, I would be like, wow, I, what? yeah, what is this? This is really cool. Which is interesting. I'm thinking maybe we should figure out a little more of what Elysian does more mainstream because the only two we've had so far have been super... Part of me thinks that we once upon a time drank a chocolate chipotle beer that they had. Thanks to Google, I'll do a find on our website and find out if you're right. (laughs) And if we haven't, I bought it for a podcast and we drank it at like a beer dinner when stuff got crazy. I believe you. Uh, Because I remember there was like a worm on it. Yeah. Hmm. I would like to try this on tap somewhere because I feel like the jasmine would be a lot more like, forward. If this was fresh. Yeah, that'd be really like good. Like brewed two weeks ago, like a stone enjoy mm, by. Yeah. I can't Ooh. imagine how that would be fantastic. potent that could be. And especially at this time of year, I think that those really strong herbal flavors yeah, maybe, would be... Maybe the hops have just faded because I'm, I'm not getting much IPA either. It's possible. I don't think it's bad, but I think it would be even, like, on draft, it would be even more I think of the be, jasmine. I think if this was a fresh, like, within a month brewed IPA, this would be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And we have to go to Colorado to get this one? Sadly, yes. You know people in Colorado, don't you? I do. Oh, I do. I do know a few people in Colorado. I hear they're pretty high up. They are. So is Ian. About a mile. He doesn't know what mud is. <laughs> Cool. Well, then, if I can... What is the stuff that I don't have to walk on because you are? Oh. If I can do a slow drum roll to lead into our final beer because we've built it up so much, and this is all on your words, sir. Could you... And we are doing four today. Well, I'm happy to drink the whole thing if you guys don't want any of it. Katie looks tired. Maybe she'd like to pass. Yeah. You want to bow out of this? Let's try a little. All right. Just Just a little. little. All right, Ian, we're ready for your magic. Wonderful. Thanks for that brief little pause there. Um, For those of you who didn't pause, dot, dot, dot. Yes, ellipsis, and then there was fresh glasses. Uh, I have chosen to drink these out of whiskey nosing glasses. Uh, This has made a, what, Big Black Voodoo Daddy has been on our podcast now for three episodes in a row. I would like to point out that I'm embarrassed once I bought a bottle of this. A, to point out that I paid six forty nine for a 22-ounce bottle. I only paid $7 for my 10-ounce pour, okay. so I feel like and the B, pricing is right on this last bottle. episode, we were like, oh, Voodoo, where are they out of? No, they're so close. Pennsylvania. They're like, really? well, probably 10 minutes from you, but like 10 hours from me. <laughs> where? They're actually closer to Pittsburgh than they are. Yeah, where? I don't know. Western Pennsylvania. Uh, Can you not read the bottle? I, I believe it's Merchantville, without having read Reading? Reading the bottle, yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. Do you want him to read Meadville. the bottle? Meadville. I'm sorry. Meadville, Pennsylvania. Or do you want him to pour you the delicious? I mean, you have two options here. Both. So. Oh, God. It's so black. That's, that's what she said. Wow. She went there with Okay. It. All right. <laughs> but a girl said it, so that makes it less offensive, right? How does that uh, work? Yeah. Uh, depends what website we're on. <laughs> Hello, iTunes. Anyway. Well, that's a good pour. 
So yeah, your Voodoo you know Brewery what? is out I, of Meadville. I know you anticipated this one because you're actually pouring this with care. <laughs> <laughs> the first one of the Two evening. Sh- long distance high five, sir. Hey. <laughs> Most of the rest, I was just like, meh. You're like, whatever. Meh. I was like, who just wants more? Slop it in the glass. But this one, it's... He's like, could I get you a straw? Because there's some sediment. Do you He's want like, it? how do I give you the least amount so I can drink so the I can rest? So I have more. Yeah, there's still more in there. And that's for me. Well, and all right, going back like 20 minutes. I'm sure you guys are going to hate this, so oh. I'm happy to finish anything. You did you take the like. biggest glass for yourself, you bugger. I? I don't know. Nathan has a pretty big one, too. That's, That's also, also what she said. said. Hey. So from talking to the beer buyer at Wegmans, this came up, and that's because as I was waiting in line awkwardly with my line and Kugels, I had one of these, and I said, hey, you know, I can't believe you guys had this. I was very surprised, and he just sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, I haven't had it, but I can tell you we cannot keep it in stock, and it's absolutely flying off the shelves, and I was like, oh, in that case, maybe I should go get another one. Do you also tell him to call you the next time he comes in so you can buy it all? No, but I text him frequently, so maybe I should would do Would you that. please? I would love to keep this for five years. You're getting all in that commitment thing again. I'm, the only thing I've ever committed to in my life is aging beer. <laughs> and breathing. Even that I think I sometimes give up on when I'm sleeping. <laughs> you wake up gassy. Yeah, <laughs> at least the beer's good, though. Beers in the basement. Well, it's, it's, it's remembering the beer in the basement that allows me to keep breathing. Uh, good call. Like, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> Gotta keep breathing. Go on. Um, okay, so, I mean, I, I hope I haven't overhyped this beer. I hope you guys can taste it with a fresh and open mind. As and I recall, this is 12 and a half percent. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I think it's just a solid 12. It still hides it pretty well. I... Uh, 12.5, you're correct. Boom! Look at us mm. reciprocate the not being rightness. I wasn't sure what to do with the second bottle because I wasn't sure if Jason would like it, but he's not into barrel-aged the way that we're into barrel-aged. So if you wanted to negotiate your way into aging one of these. I would like to negotiate my way into aging one of these. Also, our friendship is going to rock like crazy in like four and a half years when we have all this stuff to drink. (laughs) It matures and it's, yeah. Some of which will be Verlin's barley wine. wine. Reaping Mm. season. (laughs) Sounds terrible. Well, we say it in a menacing voice. Yeah, <laughs> reaping. Let season. me ask you this. I'm pretty sure this. the word reaping never, never goes anywhere except for like the reaping nope, of souls and lives. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm sure farmers actually unless reap you're, stuff. Unless but... you're Amish, and then it's this. Oh, it's time to go out and reap the fields. And you're like, <laughs> don't less do it, Amish man. When the Amish man is doing it with his just forearms, as opposed to like you know heavy machinery. <laughs> Thank you for making me imagine Amish forearms. I <laughs> never had to think about that before. But you're I like to welcome. think about it. All yeah. right. So, Ian, I believe you're the only one here that has had this on draft. Can you compare mm. what you're tasting now? I can't because I haven't had it yet. Oh. Well, in that case, could you please sample and then enlighten the rest of us on the differences? I mean, the nose on it is beautiful. It's very chocolatey. Mm-hmm. For a guy who loves coffee, I see why you love this. I don't get a lot of bourbon on the nose. I get more chocolate than coffee. I don't get a lot of bourbon, period. I get a rich, warm, boozy flavor, but I don't know that bourbon is the one that I identify. So I'm actually wondering. Wonder aloud, friend. Well, I'm wondering if this might be... If there's two different kinds of Big Black Buddha Daddy. Mm, If this is not bourbon-aged after all? Yes. Because I'm not getting bourbon either. 
the reviews on Beer Advocate were amazing. Well, I'm wondering if there's not a big black voodoo daddy and then a big black voodoo daddy aged in bourbon barrels. I mean, I this is very nice, but I'm not getting a lot of bourbon out of this either. So what do you taste then? Lots of chocolate, a little bit of that espresso bitter. Um, definitely getting that, that coffee that you were talking of. To me, it's like that whole, I took an espresso home for the next morning, and then I woke up and drank that, like, slightly sure, aged espresso. Sure, well, espresso is a lot like iron. It oxidizes quickly. Um, that's kind of a weird comparison. Uh, <laughs> but Quick is relative. Yes. Yeah. But iron in, in the air rusts quicker than most other metals. And I equate that rust to what happens to espresso when it sits out. Uh, it gets uh, bitter. So it, it first happens and it's, it's sweet, it's caramelly, it's fresh. Uh, but if you let it sit for a little bit, it can get kind of bitter. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just a, a coffee thing. And honestly, like, if you let it sit for a little equals 10 seconds. So even if you sip it right away by the end of that drink, unless you chug it, in which case you're probably burning your esophagus, uh, you'll be tasting some of that bitter coffee flavor. So I have the official rundown on the beer yes uh i was a little not quite kind enough it is 93 outstanding okay. on beer advocate um and we got everything else right it's an imperial stout it's a double it's 12 and a half percent but instead of in this case at least in the bottle version instead of bourbon barrels it is oak barrels which makes a little more sense So just regular oak barrels Correct. not necessarily hmm Correct. Not Oak Pappy Van Winkle. Housed with bourbon. Correct. So that makes a little bit of sense in terms of what we're tasting. We're tasting the aging, we're tasting the richness, mm -hmm. but we're not sure. necessarily tasting those bourbon notes. So this is still very good, I will say. No, I really uh, enjoy I'm it. It's really just, pleased I, to be drinking this. I was surprised not to taste the bourbon because bourbon's so yes. distinct. And the bourbon mm -hmm. was, I would say, very prevalent in the one that I had. And again, we would have to maybe do a little more research because I was just very surprised to find the bottle, period. I, like, I didn't think I we'd be able to do well, it. I was well, and it makes a lot more sense to me now that you were able to find it because... At that price point, even more so? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is, I would say, this is a world-class stout. This is, yeah, this is still... It really is. Way underpriced for the quality that this is, despite the fact that it's not a good on, happy... Good, good on Voodoo battles. Brewing. Yeah. Unrelated well, would be great with vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I think that's entirely related, based on your earlier observations. Oh, Katie, oh, you're no. of one mind. I appreciate that. <laughs> so the thing I quite liked about the, uh, the bourbon barrel aged one is it added some of that, there was a certain salt content that I almost said I want to say, which really... It's like almost, a salted caramel. Like yeah, that almost imagine like just putting like three, three grains of like a thick kosher salt in here or a Himalayan sea salt, mm. uh, and just how that would kind of really brighten up the flavor in that. Mm -hmm. This might oversimplify, um, but I'm trying to think of this in terms of Jason's palate, and okay. as a guy who likes scotch and who enjoys bourbon, I think if you served this, especially with that nice, just very faint, dark brown head that it's got, and the, the legs and everything, you could almost pass this off as like a bourbon cocktail, like because it doesn't scream beer at you. Like, yeah, sure, it's got a stout body. It's not body. very beery. It's not carbonate. It's almost yeah. It's almost not carbonated at it's all. It's not very mm -hmm. carbonated. Um, the body is 
super balanced and it's got a lot of those other flavors that yeah, I feel I like it. you could say, oh, did you want, you know, a shot of, you know, this. I almost feel like we should just pour a little half cap of bourbon into do this. Do you have any left? We yeah. can do that, that afterwards. Would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, the I after would... party will be involved with <laughs> <laughs> And peanut butter pie. Mm, looking, looking forward to that. Which yeah. will add some of that salt content, actually. Yeah, I, was actually I was actually looking at the bottle to see whether it indicated how it was carbonated. Because you mentioned the carbonation. I think that's an underappreciated aspect of the beer. It it tastes like a bottle carb. It looks like a bottle carb to me. Very fine bubbles, <clears throat> which I really, really like. Because of the forced carbonation, I Especially think. Especially in a high alcohol stout. That's yeah, what I really yeah. enjoy. Yeah, yeah. The, the bottle carb where you have a little bit of remaining yeast, little remaining residual sugar, keeps working on it. And, uh, and that might be something that I like style. about those stouts that I hadn't really thought about. But for the same reason that I like a bourbon neat. You know, I don't like it on I, you know, mm. on the rocks. I don't like mm-hmm. it mixed and stuff. If I'm drinking a bourbon, I just want it straight up. I want to I wanna taste that bourbon. Uh, and I think the carbonation would really get in the way of tasting some of these uh, dark stouts that I really enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. well but they can also bring out flavors in other beers and they, they cleanse the palate. And I think they're certainly necessary and enjoyable in a lot of other regards. Part of what Josh and I talked about yesterday at the uh, whole beer exchange that we had going on is he and I agree that porters are awesome. Hmm. Uh, but part so of it is... The man knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did recommend that pineapple beer. Yeah. So, uh, uh, zero for two, my friend. Did he, did, did he like bravo your Lining Kugels purchase as well? No, he absolutely <laughs> three like for three. He just tried, Nathan just didn't want you to forget that you bought that. Yeah. He tried to confiscate my beer mistress card when, when he saw me buy the Lining Kugels. Yeah. If you must know, that's exactly how I think it went down. I think they're Miller Coors, isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, no, they're, um, they're Miller Coors. But just we saying. were discussing. The benefits of a, a a stout versus a porter, and how much you can do to infuse a porter with other flavors, or to sort of impress upon a porter with some of the more. And the thing about really because they haven't impressed me a lot. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> the thing about a stout, and there are many many things I love about a stout, but a stout is always a stout, and so depending on what you're trying to add or change or do to a stout. You can never get rid of those stout characteristics. Thank God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never mind. Moving on. I'll bring him on a podcast I'm sorry. and let him no, fight it for me. No, no. I'm, <laughs> look, not really sorry. I myself have said how much I've enjoyed certain porters over the time. Pretty much every time I have a porter, I say, this is great. But. But you wish you were a stout. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, just like I wish a brown yeah. ale were a porter. I wish brown ale were anything but a brown ale. I get that. That's, I'm, I'm that's also, correct. I'm also not a fan of brown ale. Like, but like a brown ale is almost a porter. Why a thing? What's it like prohibition or like a famine? Why are brown ale even a thing? <laughs> a famine? Really? We have no food. We have to <laughs> brew brown that's ale. A, that's an incredibly specific famine. That's a no, weird... we're going to look it up on Wikipedia. It's going to say brown ale because of a famine. Because of potatoes, famine. It's a know? weird, a weird... Potato famine. A, a weird Why brown ale? Why? Hashtag future. because of famine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's my next goal in social media. I freaking love social media in a way that I think some people are starting to hate. But anyway, I want to create a hashtag at some point. And if one that like goes viral. Yes. And if it's gonna be something about <laughs> how brown ale suck, I would totally unite around that. I think I think many people would. But yeah, I mean, that's my point, though, is brown ales suck compared to porters, which suck compared to stouts. 
And yes, I'm talking like the like the apex of all of these beers. The best porter I've ever had is way worse than the best imperial stout I've ever had. There's never a time in my life where I would be like, this is the porter that I want to drink over the big bad voodoo daddy aged in bourbon barrel stouts. Never yeah. in my life would I choose that. But yeah. your life always exists at 10. 11. Ian. <laughs> B minus. But, okay. So in, die in your sleep. In beer, in beer culture right now, sessionable beers they're real smaller beers incredibly popular almost who, every beer company is coming who out made with them that popular right so what if i what feel if, like one company was like oh we should just make a sessionable yeah, ipa because ipas are real popular i've like never liked one but i love what, them i can drink more yeah and not my be waistline does not love them exactly same calories yeah but maybe, well maybe higher abv beers do tend to have more calories this is accurate. But not enough resources. to make it like a worthwhile difference. I'd rather have 20 extra calories and an extra 3% ABV. And I, and I agree with you, but what if the porter is the session beer? What so if it's like the 3-8 porter? I don't know. I've never drank that in my life. Can I be honest? I'd drink it if you paid me, I guess. <laughs> so several of my West Coast friends have been trying to impart upon me that they feel the next major trend that we're going to encounter is the craft distilling. Because as we have I learned, agree. I think we're already well, encountered. Yes, mm-hmm. we absolutely are. But I almost wonder if we didn't get thrown a hiccup in the craft distilling with that sessionable beer thing. So all of a sudden, craft beer took an extra leg by saying, oh, instead of just trying to find the next great thing we can infuse beer with, like jasmine I or blueberries. I think they're two entirely or, different things. Yeah, I, I think that like it's going to have a similar market, but completely different. Like I like... Some craft Is it going to be similar much... or completely different? You know what? <laughs> I, I mean, like... Can I be both? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm now out. No, I... Voted <laughs> off the island. Named uh, did you have something twice. to say? Twice there's, in one show. There's a lot. It's just, like... It's like one of those I appreciate a lot of... Just keeps I'm just going to keep talking over them. <laughs> Weeble swallow and it don't fall down. <laughs> Go on. No, I'm, no, no, no. Like, I think we actually agree. No, you do. <laughs> like, sometimes you really want a beer. And you're still going to go for the craft beer. But sometimes you want to try something a little bit different. Maybe you want a brandy or some type of whiskey or something. And you're going to you're gonna want that. It's going to be completely different. Or, you know, you start with one and go with the other. I myself like to, a little bit of great brandy. That's my new favorite thing. So, which you mentioned. Um, I'd a, love to try sounds it. disgusting. B, whatever he That's says. So good. Pear brandy is good. Why wouldn't grape brandy, brandy Grape be brandy. Good? Oh, I got it at Finger Lakes in New York where they do all the wine tasting. It was the best thing we got there that entire time was some grape brandy. Had tasted like, you know, almost... Your pear like brandy doesn't wine. Taste, I can't imagine, well, we haven't tried it yet because it's still aging. Exactly. Let me know when you're opening it. Actually, it should be very soon. <laughs> um, no, but I can see a grape brandy being very much like a barley wine almost. Yes, it's very good. Not not a sour. Barley little, wines aren't a sour. Sweet. No, but it's like, um, that's a really high ABV. You don't taste it so much in it. So yeah, it makes it a little the, less the, like alcoholic, a little a sweeter. A barley wine is almost the exact same ABV as a bottle of wine. Okay, well, whatever the mm. difference is, grape brandy <laughs> goes down your esophagus, it burns with this burning sensation. And then it makes your head us. so happy. Well, and grape, then you are smiling. Brandy's going to be like 30 or 40% ABV. So my big issue with the whole what's going to be the next big thing, I drink everything. Beards, apparently. No, beards are, beards are have been, always will be, and oh. will be again. Oh, can I, can, I, can, I, can I take this? No. Mm-hmm. So we're about to reach the beard tipping point. Have you heard about this? 
where like women find beards attractive no. because they're kind of rare. No, that's then... that's never happened. I no, I have totally read <laughs> no, this it article. Is. It's totally yes. real. Okay, like women so, in England love beards. Which until is which is a half of thing. men have beards, and, and then they're they like, like eh, boring. Yeah, we're about to reach the beard tipping. I think it's in the next. Uh, I want to say two or three years. I read an article about this. So we're, we're going to go back to all that like smooth baby face. No, we're about to reach the point where. How will you ever hide the double chin? Can I? Can I finish? We will not be friends if I see your chin. Can we be clear? I don't, think we're cur- I don't think we're Please. currently friends. <laughs> but, but we're about to reach the point where more men will have beards than not. Than not. Can we introduce the suspenders to that point. equation and I'll just be the happiest so, kid ever? I think the thing, the thing that the, I the beard know what, I don't. I want to know about your suspender fetish later. <laughs> but meanwhile, Ian can talk. The thing that the beer mistress and I were talking about is there was a study that was basically shown that said that it's probably not just women, but people like things that are rarer. Mm. Uh, or they find those things attractive. So once upon a time, like the fit tan person wasn't necessarily the attractive thing because that meant you worked on a farm and you were basically poor and yeah. terrible and uneducated because all you did was work in the uh, sun. Yeah, the Renaissance. I was just going to say that. Sure. Oh, you mean like during the Renaissance? Uh, and also, so when if you had, weren't attractive because right, you like, never saw some ankles. But look at the art back then. Like the women that were found attractive, they were like definitely much more curvy, more voluptuous, and that meant they were they were like well fed, which meant they were wealthy. So there's a chance for me. Throwdown! You are not a sharer over there. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys I, I, didn't like these. Oh, I thought I thought you weren't a fan. Ian, uh, talk fast so I can tackle him before he finishes that beer. Awkward. Go on. So as far as the artisan uh, cocktails go. I drink everything. I drink champagne. I drink red wine. I occasionally drink white wine. I drink pretty much every sort of beer. Under protest? Except for brown and porters, um, <laughs> which I do. Uh, I, I, drink, <laughs> I drink most spirits. Vodka is kind of a fake spirit. It's kind of like alcoholic Wait, water. Wait, people drink that? Yeah, I don't know. Russians. It's fire for effect. Vodka. Yeah. And so... Vodka. <laughs> yes. You, you make me a sweet artisan, which I already I have 10 of them in my liquor cabinet right now. I see something cool out there that's like, hey, we hand bottled this and labeled it ourselves. You can mm-hmm. see where we messed up the nine and said, it's an eight. Um, we wrote it in hieroglyphics. Right. I'm going to buy it. I was just down in, in Nashville, like I said, and I bought a bottle of Rowan's bourbon. It's super. It's so small batch that they still hand label their, like, th- it was this batch and this number bottle. For the record, Adroit Theory invites us twice a month to come bottle with them. Yeah, we should take them up on that at some point. And also go bartend for them and live with them. That's the closest thing you've gotten to commitment since I met you. I love that beer. <laughs> I would love to be a part of that. It's going to be huge. We should totally get in on this. Did you not see what I wrote on their Facebook? I did. We Basically, I invited secondary... them to let us be their first Pennsylvania distributor. Like, let's let us be the only bar in yeah, Pennsylvania not... where you can get a dry Why would they do that? They're going to go with like Aridlio like because they're smart. Oh. I would rather like I would rather learn how to brew so I could brew with them so I could make that and be like oh we learned how to brew awesome beer and now I'm filthy rich. <laughs> Moral of the story is we're out of time. So would you like to get to your point? <laughs> I don't have a point. My Before point Nathan is. Before drinks all of my beer. My point is yes, craft beer is still going big. I don't think that that's mutually exclusive to craft uh, liquor. Sure, small batch distillery. Yes, and I think that that will be a big thing. I think people will really get into it, but I don't think that that is going to impede beer sales. Well, and I think that something that you and I talk about Because people that drink beer lot. drink beer. Mm. And while I have all those bottles in my cupboard right now, I still always have at least a case of beer in my house. And I drink that much more frequently. Agreed. That's it. 
I've started to judge people by having that conversation where they say, oh, I'm a craft beer lover. I'm a craft beer snob. And I was like, okay, what's in your fridge right now? magic hat in my fridge. No kidding. So the conversation that that I had with the the banker today, he's like, no, beer mistress, you don't understand. I'm a beer snob. And I was like, great. What is in your fridge right now? And it's like, magic hat number nine. And I have some yingling. And I have some. And like, I had to get through six very mediocre, barely passable beers before he got, you know, past the fat tire to say, oh, and I have some Aventinas. And I was like, okay, okay. I have not heard ding, someone ding, say ding, Aventinus ding. in a very yep. long time and he has the I mean you haven't heard someone say Aventius in a long time all right well um Katie and Nathan are you guys on Twitter we yes we are where can we find you if you'd like us to find you uh, I, you know I just I value my anonymity just you know ninja like hello dog <laughs> <laughs> oh you blonde Crazy. Arians. Arians, you. All right, fine. I am Stop on Twitter so at Beer Mistress. <laughs> I'm at Dashing underscore Rogue. We are at Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue, and we are always online at DashingRogue.com. Thanks for coming out. I think that we did good for a foursome. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was my first. Yes. Yeah, I like foursomes. This it? week, yeah. it whatever. It my first. And uh, we're going to take what little bit we have left of the big black voodoo daddy and, and try to, to add some bourbon we'll, and we'll see what happens. We'll get back to you unless we forget and then we won't. Yeah. <laughs> so check out to see how many misspellings we have on our website after this posting. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for episode 85. We had a blast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. Well, Professor. And Nathan. And Katie. We'll see you next time. <laughs>